Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio season nine. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that shines a light on the ups and downs of everyday history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're talking about a major coup in mankind's ongoing rivalry with flying birds, the day when a pedal-powered hang glider stayed in the air for nearly three hours straight. The day was June 12, 1979. Hang glider pilot and amateur cyclist Brian Allen made the first human-powered flight across the English Channel. He did so aboard the Gossamer Albatross, a lightweight aircraft made mostly of carbon fiber tubing and covered with clear mylar. Allen supplied power to the plastic plane by pedaling to turn the propeller. The flight lasted 2 hours and 49 minutes and covered 22 and a half miles from Folkestone, England to Cape Grenay in France. There was no immediate application for the kind of aircraft he flew, but Allen and the plane's inventor, aeronautical engineer Paul McCrady, did win their second prestigious Kramer Prize for their achievement. 20 years earlier, in 1959, British industrialist Henry Kramer offered a 5,000-pound prize for the first human-powered aircraft to fly a figure-eight course around two markers half a mile apart. The Kramer Prize was offered in conjunction with the Royal Aeronautical Society and was intended to spur the development of experimental pedal-propelled planes. However, by 1973, the prize was still unclaimed prompting Kramer to sweeten the deal by upping the prize to 50,000 pounds. The increased reward drew the attention of many engineers and pilots, but none of their prototypes ever made it off the ground for long enough to claim it. That finally changed in 1977, 
when inventor and engineer Paul McCrady unveiled the Gossamer Condor, a lightweight plane with a rear-mounted propeller linked by a chain to a pair of bicycle-like pedals. Amateur cyclist and hang glider Brian Allen was recruited to pilot McCrady's plane, which he did, flying it around a one-and-a-half-mile figure-eight course in the California desert. After 18 years, the Kramer Prize had been claimed at last, and so it was time to issue a new one. For the follow-up contest, Kramer offered 100,000 pounds, or about $200,000, to the first pilot to fly a human-powered aircraft across the English Channel. The rules for the cross-channel competition were fairly straightforward. Eligible crafts had to be heavier than air, which ruled out balloons. They also had to take off from the ground, thus eliminating gliders. And they had to be powered solely by human muscle, meaning no motors, propellants, or gases of any kind. As the leaders in their niche field, McCrady and Allen set their eyes on the second prize and started preparing right away. Allen trained by bicycling 70 miles a day to simulate the exertion of pedaling a plane across the channel. Meanwhile, McCrady and a team of engineers from his company, Aerovironment, designed a brand new plane for the competition. Known as the Gossamer Albatross, it consisted of a transparent cockpit tucked under a 96-foot wingspan with a plastic propeller mounted at the rear. The whole plane weighed just over 60 pounds and was very similar to its predecessor, except the main body had been changed from aluminum to plastic tubing reinforced by carbon fiber. Another advantage over the Condor was that the Albatross was designed to be easily disassembled for shipping, a necessity given the location of the challenge. The English Channel is the part of the Atlantic Ocean that separates Britain from France, and for centuries, people have competed to cross the Channel in new exciting ways. At its narrowest point, the distance from one side of the Channel to the other is only about 21 miles or so which isn't really all that far when it comes to long-distance swimming, paddling, etc. Nonetheless, there's a good deal of prestige in crossing the channel, especially when someone crosses it in a way that's never been done before. That was the case on June 12, 1979, when conditions finally seemed promising enough to attempt the crossing using a human-powered plane. The Gossamer Albatross was assembled on the Folkestone dock about two hours before dawn. Members of the Royal Aeronautical Society were on hand on both sides of the channel to monitor the day's flight, and several boats would follow behind the plane to make sure the rules were followed the whole way across. The first takeoff attempt was at 5 a.m., but it didn't go so well. The plane wound up tipping over on its way down the wooden runway, forcing the crew to reset and try again. Thankfully, Allen and the plane were unharmed by the first attempt and had much better luck on the second, which took place just before 6 a.m. That time, Allen, dressed in bike shorts, cycling shoes, a helmet, and a life jacket, was able to pedal against the headwind and generate enough force to get the albatross airborne. It wasn't exactly smooth flying, though, as the experimental flight almost had to be called off due to what Allen called, quote, a triple whammy of failures. Shortly after takeoff, the radio transmission button stopped working, forcing Allen to use hand gestures to communicate with the ground crews. Then, the headwinds increased sharply, 
slowing his progress and causing him to use up all his water before he was even halfway across the channel. Lastly, the unexpected delays sapped all the power from the plane's navigation instruments, meaning Alan was essentially flying blind. At one point, the weather got so rough that Alan considered bailing out, but thankfully, he was able to find calmer air at a higher altitude and regain his bearings. Against the odds, Brian Allen managed to keep the propeller turning fast enough to soar between 10 and 30 feet above the water at a speed of about 8 miles per hour. At that rate, the crossing took him just under 3 hours to complete, with the plane finally touching down on Mermaid Beach near the Cape Grenet Lighthouse on the northern French coast. Exhausted but triumphant, Allen told the reporters waiting for him, quote, It wasn't as tough as we expected. It only seemed that way when I was only halfway across the channel. The 22-mile flight broke Allen's own 13-mile world-distance record for muscle-powered flight. It also secured the second Kramer Prize for McCready and the team, cementing the inventor's status as the father of human-powered flight. One year later, NASA sponsored the testing of the Gossamer Albatross II, a slightly modified version of the aircraft flown by Brian Allen. The data collected from the flights of both Albatrosses led to a better understanding of the performance properties of lightweight aircraft. It also informed the design of future experimental planes, including the X-33 and the X-38. The Gossamer Albatross and its NASA follow-up have both been grounded for decades, but the flimsy plastic planes are currently on display at two aeronautic museums. The Albatross II is on display at the Museum of Flight in Seattle, Washington, and the original is still flying high at the National Air and Space Museum Annex in Chantilly, Virginia. I'm Gabe Lusier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHC Show. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can always send them my way by writing to thisday at iHeartMedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays and Ben Hackett for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.